There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Raising Rebels family. I want to start by saying I love you all so very, very, very much. I know things are extremely crazy right now. And all of the things are happening all at the same time. And I want to say that I'm here. I'm thinking about ways I can help. I'm thinking about ways I can support you and support our young people. Um, and ways in which we stay connected. And so I'm going to be dropping some... Raising Rebels content here, not like the regular show, but some things that we may have recorded live or things that I think might be helpful and thought provoking and sometimes funny and all of the things. And today we're going to start with something I am obsessed with, something that I love, something that I'm happy to say I was part of creating and um, bringing into fruition a new podcast produced by Domino Sound called The Cheat Code. And The Cheat Code features two Raising Rebels, I don't even know to say, friends of the pod, um, people who've been on our show, dear, dear friends of mine, Anne and Jason, Andrea and Jason, sorry, I call her Anne, <laughs> Andrea and Jason, and it's the story of their affair. So... We're doing a lot. You're in spaces a lot with your children. You're thinking a lot about your children and all of the things. But when you get a moment to be by yourself and have some real like grown and sexy time, maybe in the shower, maybe when you're cooking, maybe when just before you go to sleep, I really want to suggest that you listen to The Cheat Code. I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. It's pretty addictive. So be prepared. And um, let us know what you think. We'll talk to you soon. Stay in. Stay safe. Um, and please, please, please stay connected. Hi, I'm Jason. And I'm Andrea. Welcome to The Cheat Code. This is the story of an affair between one woman and one man told over 10 episodes. Episode one, a descent into fuckery. So how did this start? Okay, so it is 2008-ish, 9-ish, um... Well, when we met, it was 2009, but I'm in a place in my marriage where I am not satisfied. And I don't know how to really define that because for anyone looking from the outside, like we really had our shit together from a standards perspective of whatever the outside world expects a marriage to be. We had a house, we had a kid, we lived in a great neighborhood. 
we traveled, we talked, we we got along. Like it wasn't in any way like, oh, someone's hitting the other person or people are, you know, bringing kids, extra kids into the home. There was nothing like that. It was, you know, all the subtle things that go wrong, all the things that make you feel a little more broken or a little less appreciated every day, like death by a thousand paper cuts. And so, you know, I'd had my daughter some years before. I'm feeling out of shape. I'm feeling fat. I'm not satisfied. And, you know, back then, you don't know that a lot of what's wrong in your marriage is you. And so I don't know that to fix this, I need to fix my stuff. So, you know, I get to a place where I'm like, I don't think that I will ever be fulfilled in this space. And so growing up as I did, where people don't talk about relationships or what have you, either fix it by cheating or fix it by living in a house together and not really talking um, or not interacting. So people were married and in the same house, but they weren't necessarily having a healthy relationship. They weren't husband and wife. And I am two years into a marriage and about seven years into my relationship, I have two children on the way, Mm. imminent, like any day now, literally the day we met, it could have been any day that my, uh, that my children were born. And I, um, I've done what I thought I was supposed to do to be a good husband and a good man to my then wife. I'm loyal. I'm providing. I'm sexing. I'm doing all the things that I'm that I'm thinking I'm supposed to do, and it's not translating. So, what happens is, you meet somebody, you think you have the situation you want, you build a life, and then you find out for many reasons that this person is not the person for you, and it becomes seriously problematic. And then what do you do? And I wasn't going to leave my marriage. You know, I made this commitment. I made this decision and I was going to, to stick by it. But I am resentful at my then wife because no matter what I'm trying, it's never good enough. Like the only thing that she ever focused on was the negative, what wasn't happening. And then I got mad. And then I turned my energy towards filling all these gaps that were there with another woman or other women. And I felt justified and, and validated. I don't think that that was ever the, the, the case for me. Like for me, my code was, you know, you are as faithful and committed as you can be for as long as you can be. And I, and I really was like, and it wasn't a something I had to do intentionally when I first started in our relationship, but we had been together since college and it got to a point where I'm like, nothing I'm doing seems to be good enough. I have him on a pedestal where I feel like he is the person that validates me. His opinion matters more than anybody else's. And you know, he's critical because he's a critical ass Virgo and he has a very set way of life and a plan and a checklist and things should fall within that checklist. And that attracted me in the beginning, that level of stability and that plan. But I didn't realize I needed to fall within that. So where I veered or where I was outside of the margins authentically, although authentic wasn't a word that we use then, 
um, who I am is failing. I'm failing him. And to be honest, while I really like him and we get along, there's gaps in him as well. But I don't know how to say that because I'm I'm not a kid, but I'm a kid. You know, I wasn't taught to discuss relationships and people and feelings in my house, whether it's relationships with a friend or relationships between a man and a woman. Problems weren't discussed. And so the kids see it and it imprints on you. And you're like, oh, this is how you conduct a marriage. You, for as long as you can, and and as much as you can, you partner with your person and, you know, stuff ain't going right. You find happiness outside or for even for five minutes. I'd seen long-term marriages modeled. I don't know that I had ever seen the marriage that I wanted or the relationship that I wanted modeled. So I knew how people stayed together. You know, you ignore certain shit yeah. or you go just fill in other, you, you fill in gaps in, in whatever with ways, whether it's with, with sex with other people, whether yep. it's with alcohol, whether it's with, you know, whatever the case is, you, you fill in the gaps and you make it make sense. But I'd never seen very, very many healthy relationships. And so I don't know what that really looked like. And so for me, I'm doing what I think makes sense. The idea of a healthy, honest, communicative, you know, transparent relationship, where they do that? You know what I mean? So (laughs) it was easy to just say, man, listen, I'm at this point. She doesn't appreciate me. I've actually realized that the version of me that chose her is a whole different version of me. And I think she would say the same. And at that point, when I chose to go to the party that night where we met, (laughs) at that point, I had determined that our evolutionary paths were going to be different, but I'm not leaving. Yeah. We got babies on the way. That's the woman I chose. I'm just going to, you know, 80-20. And I I think for me, you know, I think the, the, the thing I can probably point as the culprit to me and a lot of women's failures in their relationships are 80s movies. And I know this sounds crazy, <laughs> but the reality is like we were fed this constant diet of girl is in pick me mode. She do- He always already has a girlfriend and she is the popular girl, blah, blah. And you're the slightly quirky, weird, what have you, girl. And you end up with the dude. Some kind of way, right? The John Hughes movies. Like I love John Hughes, but I fucking hate John Hughes behind that. Or like (laughs) loving basketball. Like he was trash to her. He was absolute trash, but still she worked hard. She worked hard and she took him from the woman that he's engaged to. And we clapped for that shit. See, I never right, and so the fairy tale nonsense that fills our head with it shouldn't be one of your favorite movies. It's super problematic. The reality is, we are fed a steady diet of there's a fairy tale and a fairy tale love, having the fairy tale wedding, having the fairy tale house. So in my head, that thing didn't exist. So now that I know it doesn't exist, I am going to go ahead and try to piece together this fairy tale however I can. So if my ex is not a person who's naturally complimentary and is naturally more used to seeing the cracks in something, even if the intention is just to perfect that thing, I need someone who's complimentary. So I, you know what I mean? Like not every day, but damn, like just give me some positive motivation. But of course, like, do you do like me? Right. Right. Like Like, this is not a thing, right? right? Like this whole, like you thinking that I'm not, uh, not shit is not a thing. Mm. Um, And so I was at that party that night with not the intention to step out, but the intention that I'm a, I'm ha- I'm here to have a good time. Like I'm 
I'm open. Whereas before I would walk in and I was no from the door, I was shields down. (laughs) (laughs) I was like... It was as interesting as how we got to that point, but how we also chose the space. We we chose the space for 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 similar reasons. Is is my homeboy's birthday? It's my man, who was your college roommate and right. someone I went to high school with. Right, right. Um, brother, I went to college with. Um, we've known for years and years and years. And you want me to say it? You have. You're gonna have to. <laughs> You're gonna because ha- I cause right. You're gonna have so to just say and then I'll brother, finish. Go ahead. He was generally like, "That's your fuck boyfriend," and you know that there's gonna be girls around and there's gonna be dudes around, and it's he's fun. Like that's the whole but, point. And, and that's from your that's from your to me. That's just my man. That you ain't know he was fuck boy. Of course. Well, but I mean, okay. it, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> it doesn't, <laughs> you know, no, it, it doesn't, doesn't affect you. It doesn't affect me. Right. <laughs> you know, so you know that's between him and you know his his fuck boy audience. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not we the were, fuck no, boy but audience. at that time we were both just there to celebrate his birthday. Of course, That's of course. what it was. But what I do know and what I did know at the time rather is that there's gonna be women around. Yes. Um, and so when I get the birthday invitation, I'm like, okay, universe, I see what's happening here. Everything aligns as far as I'm concerned. And I hadn't cheated before. So, you know, when the invite came, I was like, okay, this is this is exactly what I'm gonna do. Um I washed the car up, you know, got it nice and clean, even but though I didn't, didn't drive it. it. No, I didn't drive it because, <laughs> you know, drinking and driving was just a bad idea for me at the time <laughs> or generally. Right. So um, but uh, I got cleaned up, got a haircut, got on the train. You know, I didn't feel anything but validated. You know, I, I felt justified. I felt like it was actually liberating in a negative way. It was like, um my my marriage had gotten so unhappy that the prospect of being unhappy wasn't something that I could have dealt with. So I, I couldn't have stayed in that space. I had to do something one way or another. So either I'm going to find happiness another way or I'm going to leave. And leaving wasn't an option for me. Mm-hmm. And so I felt relieved in that way. I felt like I'm going to go find some new women. Thank God. That's how I felt. Like, thank God. I'm going to, I'm going to refine some of the things that I've lost over the years. And I don't have to be miserable. Like I was, had been miserable for the last, you know, X months, two years. And I'm going to this party where I know there's going to be beautiful women that don't know me, don't know anything about me, except, you know, that I'm dope. So meanwhile, back at the party though, we are all at this restaurant in Harlem, Londell's, and we are waiting to go downtown to Taj. Now, we're like, okay, so everybody's here. The gang's all here. Can we go? Can we go? What's the problem? And he keeps saying, yo, we got to wait for my man, Jay Vives. We got to wait for my man, Jay Vives. And I'm like, bruh, come on. Dude knows how to get to Taj. Can we go? And he was like, you know him. I'm sure you know him. And I'm like, I don't know anybody named Jay Vives. And he was like, oh, no, the day you came down to homecoming with the girls, because I always had a crew. Mm-hmm. You and the crew came down. He was with us that weekend. I was like, no, it was this dude, this dude, and this dude. Because my, mem- my memory is legendary. This is who was in, in the room that night. This is who we traveled and partied with. This dude was not there. No, nah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I was like, I don't know him. So you finally get to the spot and you walk in and I turn around and look at you and I'm like, oh shit, I know him. But it's not from what this brother's talking about. Like I know him from something different. So I 
you know, finish my drink and I get off the bar stool and I come over to you and I say, you and, know, and you had music coming. I had, I had, yeah. I had yeah, the music. music. I it was good. like, nur, 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 nur. <laughs> I had on good, ex- these express jeans with like some glitter on them. They, they, <laughs> they was working. And I had just cut my hair short that year. So I was feeling all sorts of incredible. So I get off the stool and I come over to you and I say, hi, you know, my name is Andrea. I know you. And, you know, you gave no response. You're like, really? And I was like, yeah, I I know you. And I'm like, some years ago, I said, we were about 17. You, we were all at a party at Columbia University and we were all coming home on the train and you were with, and I named two people that I know from my neighborhood through other people. And I'm like, and and, yeah, you guys. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, and I don't know your name, but y'all were all brown, the same height, <laughs> the starter jackets, the whole one has on a Hoya one, one has on the whatever with the baseball cap. And I was like, I have a picture of you in my house because I have a picture of all of us from that night. And, and I said, and you were the guy that got off at the weird part of Queens. <laughs> you were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, you know, the local stops between Roosevelt, or whatever, because the black people in my head, we live in Jamaica, Queens or Queensbridge or Far Rockaway or Far Rockaway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't live in like Elmhurst, Corona, no. Regal Park. Park. Maybe a few people in Left yeah. Rack, but right. the black 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 people don't live over there. And so when I said Aside that, from Left Rack, right, right, yeah. you mm-hmm. were like, oh. And so you know, we go on to have the conversation about like how you are and how the other people are, whatever. And then I'm like, well, okay, just came to say hi. And before I walk away, you like, well, may I just say, you look great. And I was like, uh, here come the bullshit. I just came to say I know the brother and, you know, whatever. And here comes to hit me in my head. Thanks. You know, nice to see you. I'm going to go back over here. So what were you thinking when I came over to you? You came straight towards me. Um, And so when you said, you know, I know you. I mean, I'd heard that, you know, dozens of times before. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, word, you know me, sis. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know me. Um, So I was waiting for the line. But then when you were telling the truth, I was like, oh, wow, okay, she's actually does remember me. And that was attractive. You know what I mean? Like, intelligence is very, very sexy. So the fact that you remembered... But you were 17. We were 17. But you recalled details from a whole different century, right? (laughs) True story. True story. It's a different century. That was some some real (laughs) shit to me. I was like, yo, she's smart. And then you know you 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 turned around and you and you you were coming. To, was, I, yeah, I mean, you were just you example. just you were just bad. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you you really have been taking good care of yourself. Like, you look really, really, really good. Which is nice because I was feeling like post baby fat, even though she was not a baby at all at this point. <laughs> I, I listen. You were talk you were talking my language at that point. And I remember like I remember go, what's going through my head and I know when my when my boys hear this, they're gonna be like, this sucker right here. What was going through my head was, although there were a lot of attractive women around and we were going to a whole club where there's gonna be a whole other set of attractive women for sure, I had an energy flicker with you it clicked really quick and really subtly but you know i know these things about myself you know (laughs) and i was like okay um that's who i want to that's who i want to hit on we knew that this dude had the potential of other people of course, being around. So you had to kind of be on your t- on your shit. 
So they came and I remember when we were going downtown, I got in one car with a couple of other girls I knew and they got in a car with you. Right. And my man. And I'm thinking the whole time I'm in this car with my brother who I trust and with two women that I've never met before who are very attractive. And this is exactly where I want to be. <laughs> this is exactly why here for the I fuckery. came here mm-hmm. tonight. <laughs> they don't know me. I don't know them. Everything could happen or nothing could happen. And I'm good with either. But this is the space that I was trying to occupy once I had made the decision to start cheating. I'm not looking for anyone who I can't do background research in five minutes. Like, and this is way pre knowing how to really social media stalk because there's only Facebook. You know, this is, I need to know where your mom and them stay. I need to be able to call people from your block. I need to know like that I can call your people and ruin your shit. Like, just like you can ruin my shit. Like I need you to have things to lose. So I'm, I knew that there also would be familiar people there. So if I'm looking to flirt or anything beyond that, it's not going to be with anybody that I don't know. Right. So you were not even a consideration in my head. So we get down to the bar and I remember dancing and um, my friends are sitting on the couch and you're kind of talking to them. And I remember dancing and you came over to me and asked me if I wanted to dance. But I'm going to back up because I remember watching you dance from about 50 feet. <laughs> no, no bullshit. And you were just doing a little shimmy shuffle and you had your hands to your side and you were, you were just, you just had the, the rhythm. It was like you had a spotlight <laughs> on you. And I was like, yo, she is bad. I was like, all right, time to shoot. But I also understood and respected the idea that you knew many, many, many people there and you're a married woman. Right. So I didn't want you to be uncomfortable or to feel at all disrespected by anything that I did. That's that none of none of that was right. worth so you, it to me. You didn't do the so West Indian Club, let me slide so, behind you thing. You did not do that. I mean, this is not, you know, Q Club. You know, it's, <laughs> it's not the tunnel. So I tried to be subtle. You asked me if I, if I wanted to drink first and I said no thank and you. And you were like, no thank you. And I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> Bitch ain't thirsty. You were... <laughs> what you I mean you don't you, want to drink? I didn't ask you for your social security number. I asked <laughs> you if you want to you drink. You're like, no. And I was like, she knows she want to drink. And I asked you again. I was like, you, sh- you sure you don't want to? You sure you don't want to drink? And you were like, no. I had a, a an unwritten rule for myself. I did not accept drinks from strangers. And I mean, I understand that. Like, so if I'm out and it's guys I know from college or from high school and they want to, you know, oh, let me buy you a drink. That's mm-hmm. fine. But if it's an unknown person or some dude I know for a fact is trying to come at me, no, I'm not accepting that drink. You're like, accepting that's, a pass that's, if that, you like, accept that, that Right. And that's disrespectful in my mm-hmm. head. And uh, meanwhile, I'm out with the vibes. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole other thing. Um, so I didn't. Valid, so valid for me, facts. that for me was like. No, I don't want to drink because I don't know who you are and I'm good. Um, and I came with my own money. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm by myself a drink. So that I said, no, I was like, no, no, mm-hmm. thank you. And then you asked me to dance. And then I asked you to dance and you said no again. And I was like, hold up. <laughs> she may not be interested. This is this is that's the news for me. <laughs> and I was like, OK. I was like, and then, you know, again, the same. I had the same principle 
that I want to keep intact. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I showed you interest from one married person to another. You responded the way you chose to respond. I respect that. I'm going to be over here. And what I also didn't want to do was then start hitting on all your friends. But you said to them, damn, I'm not, I'm like, like, I'm I'm off tonight. And they was like, maybe it's your wedding ring. I was like, mm, that's a good point. But yes and no, because nine times out of ten, a woman will see a wedding ring and still get down. So, and I think a that's another will. that's another very yeah. important point, right? It's like I want you to know my situation. Right. To what you what you spoke to earlier, I don't want you to think I'm single or available in this way. Yep. I want you to know that I am only available in this way. Right. Okay. So if you choose to accept those terms, you are making an informed perhaps, decision. Right. But, you know, it was like, okay, you know, round one down. But, you know, I have a whole nother 14 rounds to go. (laughs) And I, you know what? The funny thing is, to be honest, after having that conversation with you, I did not look at you like that again. Like, I just was like, oh, so this is another dude that's in the club. But again, you were a non-player on the board because I didn't know you. Right. And so, you know, had the the rest of the party was cool Mm -hmm. and went home and, you know, was was all good. So the, I called my man the next day and we talking about the night and I was like, hold up, what's up with Andrea though? And he was like, oh yeah, she's she's your speed. I'm like, she's definitely my my speed. She's definitely my style. And he said, um, you know, you want me to... to to, to let her know. I was like, no, 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 no. Don't say any, don't say anything on my behalf. First of all, that's whack. <laughs> I speak for myself. So not five minutes later, <laughs> not five damn minutes, I get the text. Yo, my man JV Vez loves you. <laughs> and I'm like, ha ha, yeah, whatever. I'm not playing with you. And I sent the smiley face. And of course, back then we didn't have emojis yet. So it's literally the colon and the The, parents. And the half parent. The the literal. Because we don't have anything. I'm typing it on the actual keyboard. Um, And so he's like, nah, for real though. And I was like, nope, he's one of your friends and I'm not going to be able to do it for many reasons. So no. So, you know, that was it. But of course I'm a bad kid. So (laughs) you tell me something and it's forbidden. I'm going to go look for it. So that piques my interest. And I decide to Facebook stalk you. And you have my whole government name. Right. Because he called you by your first and last name. I looked up Jason Vives. There's 5,000 of you on Facebook. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, None of them look like a black man, though. So it was kind of easy to pick you out. (laughs) I didn't realize that. I I didn't realize that. There's there's a whole whole crew of y'all. So... um, I realize we have mutual friends. And the first thing I see, because this is now a full four to five days after the party. Um, and the first thing I see is you in a hospital gown with a mask on mm-hmm. and a thing covering your hair holding twin babies. Yep. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> what? That part. And that part. And it's like a fresh picture. So I start going through your pictures and I'm like, oh, Okay. He went to school with our homeboy. Oh, all right. Oh, he went to law school. Oh, he's just had kids. Oh, he seems really normal. So I started then going through the back pictures. <laughs> Aside and I'm from like, the fact that I'm out, you know, looking for other women. Yeah, well, while, I mean, you know. <laughs> while my we, wife is pregnant at gonna, home, you know. We just going to put that to the side. Know, aside from that. We just going to put that to the side. I was, you know, I was fine. 
So aside from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> but, um, so I start like, you know, going through your pictures and then I'm like, oh, and he's, he's handsome. Like I didn't, I didn't see that before. Like, okay, let me look. And then, so I start getting those. I'm like, okay, so he seems normal. He seems like someone that I can at least be Facebook friends with. Like, this is not like he was, he's not a stalker. He's not, he doesn't seem crazy. He has family. I can find him. And he's, he's, he's from Queens. I can find him. So I friend you on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And this is in the infancy of, of Facebook. So, you know, you, you remember those lame, <clears throat> you know, 25 things about me. Yes. Things or Post whatever. your favorite. Right. The notes, the notes that no one can find on Facebook. We right. wrote all this great shit and we don't know where the notes are. Now. Right. So you had written one and you had written um, some very transparent things to your to your daughter. I had written a list of 50 things that she, that my daughter should know and every daughter should know. And that like, that spoke to me. That spoke to my, that spoke to my spirit. You were so artful and thoughtful and vulnerable, but strong. And, um, isn't it funny how non-curated we were at first on social media because we didn't know the dangers of the space. Right. And, and you don't, we didn't you know it could bring down whole elections. Like we had no fucking idea, much but, less a marriage. And who knows when we would have seen each other again. We started really digging on each other organically mm-hmm. just from reading each other's posts. And you would post things and I'd be like, wow, she's really bright and snarky and funny and cool. And I looked through your pictures and you were fine. <laughs> so... And then I posted my, I, I had a gym playlist. Yeah. Yes, and I posted, yes. it was like 50 or 60 songs that I, at the time when I used to work out, shout out to the time I used to work out. Um, <laughs> when, <laughs> damn, that was a long time ago. Um, um, I posted it and the list had everything on it from like house music to tribe and it had M.O.P. and Mob, Mob Deep. Deep. And I remember you were like, wait, M.O.P. and Mob Deep. And then I also had the last song because I'm a nerd, was the Anvil of Crom from mm. the Conan, the Barbarian soundtrack. And Who I was like, that? no one knows that. People know, know it. it. You Me know and 14-year-old white like kids at the time. other people have that. <laughs> score yes it's it's a great score it's a dope score so i remember you commented like so mop and mob because i do look like a fancy bitch from time to time (laughs) and so mop and mob and like some of the songs i had i had dumb out and joe button like the 15 minute rick i had all sorts of crap on there let me say that you can you can get me to do almost anything if you're playing M.O.P. and Mob D. <laughs> it's true. You can get me to go just help you murder somebody. People. Yes, just angry round people. M.O.P. is in the car. <laughs> if you're playing M.O.P., all right, where we at? Hold up, son. Word. Yeah. To all the killers and the $100 billers. You commented on that, and I think after that, the statuses and likes and things kind of increase. And I think if anyone was watching or knew to be watching at that time, in the infancy of Facebook, mm-hmm. they would have seen it a mile away. And we were hiding in plain sight, but yeah. it was it was actually innocent, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I wasn't, and I don't think you were 
overtly flirting overtly or anything. Overtly flirting or hitting on each other or even say, we weren't in each other's, you know, private spaces texting no. or DMing yet you at that point. You know how you develop like, a work wife or a work husband right. and you're just getting to know them over time right. and you start to vibe with that person? That's exactly what we were doing on social media. But And it was in plain, it was in plain yeah. view and they were marking their territory, or at least mine was marking her territory oh, yeah, from he time to time. She would definitely respond to, that happened. you know, something that we had um, communicated together on and be like you know just whatever she would say mm-hmm. just to let everybody know that oh i'm mrs viva oh yeah absolutely right. and i understand that shit well <laughs> she wasn't wrong <laughs> clearly the first time i think that i ever received a dm from you it was really on the up and up it was like i was po- i posted something about thanksgiving and you dm'd me like hey how are you um what are you doing for this Thanksgiving? I was like, I'm cooking the bird. I'm playing Luther Vandross, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, slightly buzzed. And he's like, yeah, I'm about to take my daughters out. The first time to meet my my family. You know, the first time to be around the whole family. Right. Um, and I was like, them babies is little. Like, why aren't people coming to your house? And you were like, I know, but I got a big family, so I got to go make the rounds. I was like, all right, have a nice Thanksgiving. That was it. There was no, like, hidden agenda. There was no tire kicking and I and I can sense a good tire kick so even if you were kind of you were not overt about it not to me not much had changed no you know I wasn't I don't really to, know you I wasn't gonna hit on you again mm-hmm. in in that same way um you know if if it was gonna be whatever it was you know I, I wasn't going to do that but then you posted <laughs> something that I would like you to describe so then <laughs> I can describe what I saw All right when you posted it. So in 2009, I had made the decision to cut off my hair. So anyone that knew me knew I had shoulder length to longish hair, part down the middle. That look had not changed since 1993. Um, And so it's 2009 and I have decided to cut my hair off. So I did that in the summer and I was feeling really kind of insecure about it or whatever. But, you know, people would tell me it looked good. The glam father, uh, shout out to William Edmonds, my hairstylist, <laughs> and who is also a makeup artist, decided that he wanted to do a photo shoot with myself and another young woman. And so he, you know, we went to his place and he made me up and did my hair and um, had a photographer come and post pictures of us. And he sent me two of the photos uh, one in which I look like my mom in a scary way, but both of them are, <laughs> both of them were gr- like two of the only photos of me I've ever liked, like really liked. And I posted them and that's really highly unlike me. I don't do selfies. I don't post a lot of pictures of myself at all. Um, but I posted these two photos and I got a lot of comments on them. Um, so let me explain what happened to everybody <laughs> listening, right? Because you are being way modest. The picture was phenomenal. It was beyond professional. It was like a perfect picture. It, it was. It wasn't just your physical beauty, which is obvious. Your your eyes were 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 telling a story. Your shoulders were telling a story. Your cheekbones were telling a story. You do love a good shoulder, though. Yeah, your your neck, everything. Um, And it was in black and white. It was just, it was artful. It was, it was saying everything without having to use any words. And I was, and I was stunned. I was really, I was stunned by, again, not just the physical part. The physical part is easy. The, the energy that came through a still picture is something that 
or any any art when you feel when you feel an energy come through an, a piece of art whether it's a painting or a sculpture or, or music or whatever it is when you can feel that that speaks that 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 that's so rare and i felt that that rarity and i had to i had to let you know <laughs> what i was what i was feeling and you and you told me later that that was your first that was real my first ever slide into the dms <laughs> my first ever <laughs> slide into the dms my first official one so i needed you to know what i was feeling <laughs> not seeing or thinking what i was feeling and i needed to make sure that you opened said dm <laughs> And you did. And uh, you so put I'm like, on that bitch, I... like you will open the rest to see you will open this to see the rest. You will open it. And you can't like ellipses are subtle and you have, you know, you have to use them in a grammatically correct way. Like you can't put four dots. Then you're, you're just an idiot. <laughs> you're just you're an not, idiot. Right. Like it's not five dots. No. It's not four. It is three. No. <laughs> and you can't you can't be grammatically incorrect. So I wrote the one word. That I felt I wrote in a word in the subject line and dot 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 and I made sure to put the next word in the body of the DM to make sure you would open it and I wrote in a word dot 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 stunning and that was the whole message you sent it on December 19th and I opened it and I was like oh shit There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.